Nothing to Nothing to Wrestle. A mini series from the Fourth Wall Pop Network with your hosts DJ Maddie G, JC Bowles. What's up, fam? It's me, it's me, it's JCB, Johnny Bones in the house, bringing to you another installment of Nothing to Wrestle with DJ Maddie G. DJ Maddie G. Happy AEW Day, brother. Happy AEW Day to you as well. It's also Tico Day. Happy Tico Day. Tico. Ah, yeah. I dig it. Awesome, man. So, uh, Maddie, today's show is going to be show. a little bit, it's going to be a big show. We're going to talk show. about, um, the task at hand, something that's very important in the pro wrestling industry, but there mm-hmm. have been some good things that have been going on over the past week or so. Um, I don't know if you heard this, bro, but MLW is going to be reviving their underground TV series, which means we'll be able to have more wrestling content to view. Uh, I think it's going to be via any kind of sports channels in the UK, but also on YouTube. There will be a YouTube channel with MLW. So I did not. That's see. I yeah. was I was a I was a big fan of MLW TV. What they were doing? Uh, they were doing Fridays. Was it? It was Friday believe, or Saturday, something like that. Yeah, it was Friday or Saturday. And I was watching their show. You know, they they got a uh, they got some Van Von Eric blood in there. They got a uh, mm-hmm. they got some they, they they had some big signings. It was a really good TV program. Um, yeah. Now, have they kept their original their roster intact? Are they? You know, did they lose anybody to the pandemic? Uh, uh, be it financially or, or God forbid, the other. Yeah, so unfortunately, that I don't know. Uh, okay. I've, I know of MLW wrestlers, never had the opportunity to see them. So this excited oh. me because... Yeah, you're going to dig uh, it. Pretty much over, over the past year, I've been... Uh, ever since the Monday Night Wars, I, I haven't had the access to view so much other professional wrestling out there besides WWE. Mm-hmm. But over the past year, with NXT coming to uh, TV, AEW, Impact, and everything else, it's like, wow, there's so much wrestling on every single week. Uh, even back when NWA was was doing their Tuesdays things at six oh. five, I mean, so having M- MLW on on the week schedule as well is just awesome for any wrestling fan. No, no, a- absolutely, and and you know, I'm a big fan of 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 the YouTube support. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the business model that that uh, NWA put forward was excellent. Um, apparently, you know, uh, Billy Corgan was, was doing some press conferences. I'm not going to spout numbers because, uh, sorry, listeners, once again, I didn't do any research on this. It's it just coming off the top. But um, he was talking about the amount of viewers that they had at the 605 time slot was absolutely incredible. And then the rewatch was also quite good. Uh, I know that Jennifer and I were 605 watch people when we could, you know, mm-hmm. her and her work schedule, feeding the dogs dinner, things like that uh, got in the way every now and again. But um, I look at, I look at YouTube now as a viable thing, you know, just two, three, even four years ago, people used to look at YouTube as, you know, Hey, if, if you can't make it to the big time, just go get yourself an internet show. And now with being the elite, being more mainstream now, BTE mm-hmm. is one of my favorite shows out there. Um, with AEW dark with NWA, I think if MLW is going to do some, some underground content on, on YouTube, great move. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome. Again, if you're a wrestling fan and want to have opportunity to see more wrestling, now's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, also, in the world of wrestling, we mentioned a couple weeks ago, the uh, New Japan was bringing back, was coming back to their live shows. And they were going to be holding the New Japan Cup, a yes. uh, 32-man single elimination tournament, yes. where the winner was going to face Tatsui Naito has the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and the Heavyweight Championship. 
Uh, he will face the winner of the tournament. So we are now getting ready for the second round. We're down mm-hmm. to the, the next uh, 16 superstars. I'm sorry, 16 professional wrestlers. Wrestlers. Uh, in, in the tournament. So that's coming up pretty soon. If, uh, um, if you're not familiar with the bracket, you can go back and check out uh, our previous episodes. Uh, uh, JCB broke down all of the matchups going into the cup. Uh, I got to tell you, there are some names in there that surprised me. There were some names in there I do not know. Uh, I don't follow New Japan as closely as I, I did, um, mostly because it's a streaming service also, and it got to the point right. where I was paying for WWE, Ring of Honor, uh, Impact Plus, and, and just adding another one was going to be a, a, a bit much. However, on a side note, uh, can I tell you what I was looking up last night? Because, you know, <laughs> travel packages for Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, man. Yeah. And I, you picked up two tickets, one for me, one for you, right? So we well, can report live, nothing to wrestle from, uh, what is it, Osaka? Actually, what I was going to say is <laughs> start saving your pennies. Because, I mean, this year it's New Year's Day mm-hmm. is, is the start of the trip. Um, but it's pretty reasonably priced. It's seven days in a hotel, transportation to and from the airport, the flight both ways, the tickets to Wrestle Kingdom, um, plus um, excursions for all the great wrestling sites in Japan. And then you can do add-ons for a pretty reasonable price. So, John, you and me, baby, 2021-2022, let's work a gig together on New Year's Eve, have our roadies pack up our stuff and go straight to the and airport. Just bounce from the, I love it. I love it. It's in the books. You heard it here first, fam. It's happening. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so also on top of that, in wrestling, you got WWE getting ready for Extreme Rules. We have Impact getting ready for Slammiversary. Uh, Some other WWE news. uh, They uh, Fox canceled WWE Backstage. Yeah, yeah. Found out this week. So uh, you had mentioned it might be doing like once every few months or something like that. Yeah, I had heard. I had heard. And again, this is this is all hearsay. This is this is just uh, me reporting on other reporting. Uh, They had mentioned on taking the schedule way down and doing it around big events. So maybe four episodes a year. You know, you still got your big four, or maybe even just SummerSlam. You know. Apparently, the ratings weren't doing what they needed it to do. They were putting a ton of money into it. Apparently, there was 20-plus layoffs on the Fox production side also. So uh, just just keeping this TV show going afloat is difficult. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, 11 o'clock on, on, you know, in the middle of the week, uh, um, uh, their viewership is a lot of kids, man. It might be the kind of show that would be better off as a lead-in to a Monday Night Raw or a Friday Night SmackDown. That's seven to eight-hour Mm-hmm. No, just food for thought. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, backstage, raw talk, uh, talking smack. They were shows I never was able to get into. I, I, I never watched a single episode of, of, yeah. of backstage. It's like the only one I ever watched was when CM Punk was on it for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 but I watched you after know? the fact. I caught clips. I didn't even bother to same, tune same here. in. Same here. I, I just feel like it's WWE's attempt to try and have like a sports center style show, but it doesn't really – it doesn't work. At no. least what they're trying to do now, it's not working. I mean, well, I think now, now in backstage, I think Renee Young does a fantastic job as a host of a show like that. Everything she touches think, turns to gold. Yeah, Everything. I just don't think backstage was, was the show for it. I was, I was really, I mean, all right, here, here's, here's another hot take. Um, I, I got a hate on for this guy. I always have. I just don't like his style. I, I don't like his squeaky clean idiot commentary. Uh, in a dream world, uh, let Joe be more of an analyst and less of a heel and get rid of Byron and bring Renee back. Um, yes. You know, I like Tom Phillips. I think he's, he's good at what he does. Uh, I, I like, uh, I like Samoa Joe in a big way. And, and I think 
um, you know, with the temperature of what's going on right now, as far as women in the wrestling world and uh, the movement in women's wrestling as a whole, if you take a look at just a few years ago, all the way up until today, um, not only are the divisions bigger and the talent is greater, but they're getting a large portion of TV time as well. I, I think having a woman's voice not only breaks up just three dudes sitting there chit-chatting, but it gives a different perspective that you and I might not pick up on as male wrestling fans. Right, exactly. Or even on that same note, you already have Beth Phoenix, who is becoming an established commentator. Cool. She's great. Move, move her to Raw and have Renee practice commentary on NXT with Mauro Ronaldo. I don't know. I don't know because, you know, um, you've already got Joe on the Raw I think mm-hmm. I think that Beth and Joe are a similar voice because of how much time they spent in the ring. In the ring. Uh, okay, I see I think, that. Okay. I think Joe, when he hangs up his boots, maybe not with what he's done in WWE, but he is definitely a wrestling, a pro wrestling Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Um, up and down the road, done it all, heel, face, well, tweener, everything you need. Um, plus, I really like Beth. Beth, to me, as excited as she gets, she tries to match um, Morrow's intensity. She right. also makes it a bit more grounded for me. I really dig her in that position. I, I think she's in the beginning. It was rough. Yeah. Quite rough. I think not only has she found her groove, but she's settled into that groove very nicely. Very well. Uh, I do miss Nigel. I really hope that yeah. Nigel comes back at some point, but uh, I think NXT has the best commentary. Um, you know, there do we right now. There are some days that I love Morrow and some days I just can't. And, and you know what? In, in WWE, yes. Because as much as I hate a three-man booth, uh, I am definitely a fan of what they're doing over on, uh, on AEW. Go figure. Also, you know, one of the guys I really like, uh, I like the Josh Matthews situation, you know, when, when he's alone and or uh, when he is with his real-life wife. Um, you know, it's, it's a nice situation. I've, I've always been a two-man booth kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I think it's a smoother situation. Uh, I think you get more of a rapport, but being that we've transitioned into a three-man booth world, um, yeah, I think I think having having Renee in the company and not using her for anything other than pre-shows for pay-per-views, I think would be a, a mistake, a lost opportunity. Yeah. That, that's definitely a waste of a really good talent. But staying on the topic of the females in WWE, uh, we found out this week that Charlotte Flair is going to be out. Mm. Uh, this was on her own doing. She chose to take some time off, some personal time, but also to go through some surgery. There's no reports on what the surgery is about. But with that being said, myself and Maddie are going to be joined by our good brother, Wade, of the Big Heck and Wade Adventures, exclusive right here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. What do we do on that? What do we do on that network? We make it pop. Yeah, baby. And the three of us are going to discuss the current state of women's wrestling and what it means now for both Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair to both be out on the shelf, so to speak, or just at least not at TV tapings anymore or on TV. So yeah, stay huge. tuned to the network for the, over the next few days for that bonus episode. Also, over the past week, we had the debut of the original bro, Matt Riddle on SmackDown. And man, what a debut that was. Jeez. Um, <laughs> that, that was that was KO beating John Cena on right? his debut. That, that was so <laughs> come good. on. It didn't bother me that it wasn't a clean match. I, I didn't understand why it was essentially like a lumberjack match. I didn't I didn't know why everyone that was outside of the ring stayed outside of the ring during mm-hmm. the match. I didn't uh, get that. But then again, there's really never any common sense in wrestling, so <laughs> uh, that, I, it's a question that, that'll never be answered. 
I believe it also speaks volumes to to the character of one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, I think AJ Styles is in a position now where if he said, you know, if 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 he if he did the old school Hogan thing and stroked that Fu Manchu and said it doesn't work for me, brother, he might have gotten out of it. He mm-hmm. took a guy like Matt Riddle and put him over on television like 10 minutes after winning the title, basically. Yep. Uh, now, I know he kept the title, but uh, I'm just saying um, AJ Styles is still one of the best things in wrestling. Uh, I thought Matt Riddle's debut was amazing. Um, I think it was a bit late, I think, with the amount of talent on NXT. Uh, SmackDown has been dying for some new blood. Uh, yeah. I think Matt Riddle is exciting new blood. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked how they did it because they, they already started to plant the seeds for the Matt Riddle, King Corbin feud that we have already talked about in past weeks, yep. you know, with uh, Riddle getting thrown out the ring and hitting Corbin. So you already saw that happen. And I do like how they, they made it, they, they made it known that Riddle, Gulak and Daniel Bryan, that they're, they're all tight. They're all from that catch wrestling thing. What mm-hmm. was um, Gulak and Riddle's tag teams and it was catch something. Oh, I don't even I don't even remember. You know catch me. Catch point. That's it. Catch point. Catch point was a um, catch wrestling stable with Drew Gulak, Matt Riddle, I think Timothy Thatcher, maybe someone else. Okay. Um, but they all have that very similar style of wrestling. I mean, if they're going to look to open up stables, because you know I love stables. That's where I was just going to go. Yeah, man, factions, baby, stables. Debry, Gulak, Riddle, sign me up. I'm all in. But especially because I mean, those are three guys that. Well, I, I mean. Gulak and, and, and Danielson look a little bit similar in stature, but those are three guys that don't look the same. You know, when you look at some of the other stables, you know, uh, uh, they, they all look very similar. They're very similar acts. You know, I think that's why New Day works as well as it does. Kofi's a, a high flyer who, who's a bit on the leaner side. You know, Big E's that powerhouse that's going to give you a spine buster that's going to hurt your grandma. You know, right. Xavier's kind of a hybrid between the two. Um, you know, you hear it all the time, styles make a fight. I think having different kinds of wrestler in your stable. Now, granted, they're all mat technicians. They're all catch guys. But, you know, I, I would put Riddle up against a super heavyweight. And, and I, I know... Brian has uh, Daniel Bryan has definitely done that before, but I think just based on face value, that's a good look. Yeah, uh, very good look, amazing debut, and I, I can't wait to see now what happens with Matt Riddle mm-hmm. moving forward. Absolutely, uh, you know, you know. But before we jump into today's main topic, uh, I know that we uh, we offered our first ever teaser last week. Do you oh, remember? Oh, that's right. I was going to give a hot take, and I hate to be a negative Nelly. You know, I, I try to stay positive uh, on the show, um, except for when we talk about WWE. Um, I try to stay positive on the show, but my hot take, unfortunately, is negative. Um, Bonesy, did did you watch the end of uh, the last ride? I did. I finally caught the finale of Last Ride, and as all our listeners probably have heard at this point, uh, it's been reported that Undertaker has, in a roundabout way, announced mm-hmm. his official retirement from pro wrestling. Yeah, hashtag, hashtag thank you, Taker has been, been trending and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Okay, here's my hot take. No, sir, I don't like it. Um, hmm. The Undertaker, to me, was the last of it all. He came in early. He was his gimmick 100% of the time. He said even to the detriment of his family or his personal life sometimes, when he was on the road, he wore all black. He didn't talk much. People avoided him. I know kayfabe is dead. I know that we've all known that wrestling is scripted for however long. I don't give a shit. He was a different animal. I didn't really dig 
going as deep behind the scenes with him as we went. I liked the mystery of the taker. I, I thought that he was, he was the last piece of kayfabe. He was the last bit of my childhood that hadn't been ruined by growing up. He was my Santa Claus. And, and now it's just gone because I've seen him sit in that chair wearing a baseball cap, you know, traveling around in flip-flops, complaining that he's not on a WrestleMania card. And it was just something I think I would have been better off having never seen. Interesting. It's an interesting take, and I totally respect that, especially for being such a hardcore fan. But for me, I've I've always been interested in the fourth wall, hence the namesake of the network here, Fourth Wall Pop Network. Um, and, and I have to uh, – this goes back to the, the curtain call with the click, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was my first introduction to go, oh, wow. So these guys actually are friends outside. Because, again, I, I always knew that, you know – Yes, everyone, wrestling is fake. I knew this years ago. But to, to hear the curtain call, yeah, you know, I, I, fake might not be the best word for guys like me and you. but Scripted, scripted. People, but yeah, to, scripted, to throw it out there. To throw it out choreographed, there. Choreographed, whatever. But the curtain call really opened up a door for me. And this is obviously, that was back before social media and the internet was as big as it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I always found it interesting to find the behind the scenes. And... I would, and once internet started to grow, social media began to grow. You started to hear more and more and more about everyone else in the pro wrestling industry being exposed to other wrestlers. I just, to me, in my mind, it was Undertaker. It was a matter of time of when is it going to happen? You know, I knew it was going to happen eventually. And me personally, I think it's kind of a swan song how he kept kayfabe strong for so long, but he also evolved with the times. And he's like, you know what? This is me. Look behind the scenes because now I'm definitely ready to hang it up. And I definitely got that feeling when he had his WrestleMania match, uh, the Boneyard match against AJ Styles. I was like, yeah, he's on the bike. It could be American Badass. He still does the Undertaker-like things. But Mm -hmm. this is Mark Calloway that's facing uh, AJ Styles right now at WrestleMania. This was not Undertaker. It was the American Badass. That was Mark Calloway. Yeah. I, uh, I'm with you about the behind the scenes. I just, I just think that taker was something different. I, I think, uh, I, I don't know. I would have been, I would have been fine if he rode off into the sunset or, or what did they say? They, they said, uh, rode off into the night, into the night. Right. If, if he had, if he had ridden off into the night with some of the mystery intel, um, I think, I personally think this might hurt his legacy. You think you know, so? If if the mystery were still there, people would talk about it for years to come. But then, like, oh yeah, well we well we know what happened. We had the real. We had to sit down with the real. You know what what he did on 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 Steve Austin's podcast. I think was completely different. I think an interview with the man was fine. I think an all access behind the scenes look over the course of what what was uh, what was the last ride two years, uh, give or take. Like, yeah. So. Okay. How, however long that behind the scenes look was, I think was just too much. I think sitting down and talking with the man like, like Austin did would have been just plenty. Uh, right. but that's just me. You know, I, I also love the behind the scenes stuff. I understand that, um, you know, we, we joke around a lot on our personal chat on, on our, uh, uh, on the fourth wall pop chat. Um, but the phrase it's still real to me, damn it comes up an awful lot. Yeah. And, and I think Taker. This behind-the-scenes look with Taker, it's just got zero semblance of being real. Now. Well, let's – I mean, we, we, we just got a little taste of it. It just mm-hmm. – right, we, we just got to see the final episode. Now let's see 
how they, they, they it, <laughs> now let's see how many if, more if last matches he has. <laughs> exactly. We have to see how or if they build on it, see if we see him again. If we don't see him again, that's like, you know what? That, that's the chat. The chapter's closed. If but, uh, we don't, if we don't see him again, I have no problem with this because that is quote unquote his last ride. Yeah. But if, if this is just a project that happened and he wrestles three or four more cinematic matches, or if he has one more appearance in front of a crowd, I'm mm-hmm. fine. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to be the number one guy for so long and go out to an empty arena. To an empty, exactly. But I still think he has one more WrestleMania match left in him to put over one up and coming star. Yeah. But anything, anything past that curtain, not the curtain call, the swan song, I'm sorry, anything past that last match in front of a live crowd, I think just takes this and makes it, in my eyes, another WWE cash grab. Now, here's, here's my quick hot take before we go into the, um, the, the bulk of the show. Hot take. So, so I think that, like I said, Taker probably has one more Mania match. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in-ring match in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. I probably would have said AJ. I think AJ would have been a great retirement match in yeah. ring in front of an audience. It didn't happen that way. I don't want to see them in the, in the ring again. Nope. Taker already, you know, quote unquote, buried him in the match and won the match. There's only one wrestler that's currently on the roster that I would like to see go over on Taker at WrestleMania. And that is our current WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. Wow. Yes, oh, dude. Okay, I literally you can't see because we're through the computer. You said that, and I got goosebumpy yeah. because for the past couple of weeks you've been talking about him dropping the title and going back to the chase when there's an audience around. Mm-hmm. If they take the belt off of him and put him over Taker at Mania to kick off his reclamation of the title, mm-hmm. I'm now all in, John. That is a that is that is the hottest of takes. That was a match that I have wanted ever since Taker had his quote unquote last real match when he teamed up with Roman Reigns against McIntyre and Shane. Yeah, it was that that one scene where where Taker was doing the the cutthroat and then popping up right behind him was Drew McIntyre. He out of nowhere, McIntyre just kind of stands up behind him and stares at him. It was such a moment. I was like, wow, these (sighs) two need to need to go face to face at WrestleMania. Bones, yeah, book it, book it. Right that now, is my hot take. Um, let's. I'll come by. I'll pick you up. Or are you north or south? I can tell by the background you're south right now. I'm south. Sa- I'm south. Um, <laughs> so I'll come by. I'll pick you up. We'll head up to Stanford before they blow up the building. We'll just hand write that in crayon and we'll slide it under cool. Vince's desk. And we'll desk. slide under Vince's. Beautiful. Yes, I love it. I'll put on a big poster. So hang it right around his door. <laughs> we'll stand outside with construction <laughs> paper. <laughs> we'll do like those drive-by birthday parties. Yes, take, yeah, right? take her, Drew. <laughs> oh man, love it. All right. So now let's get into the uh, real meat and potatoes of what has been going on in the pro wrestling industry over the past week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the past week has been very eye opening and heartbreaking for, uh, for the world of pro wrestling uh, due to uh, sexual abuse, assault and harassment accusations mm-hmm. made to a wide range of, of athletes and talents around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Long list of independent wrestlers, AEW stars, Impact, NXT, WWE have all been implicated as part of the hashtag speaking out movement. Now, the speaking out movement is not is nothing new. It's been around for quite some time. Um, We are just going to be reporting to you what has been reported so far. We're going to leave our opinions or our hot takes, so to speak, uh, out of of, of this conversation. Mm -hmm. But uh, there has been a number of stars, at least 40 plus, 
Uh, we're just going to give you a shorter list of names that uh, maybe more, a little more household names that everyone listening might actually know these names. Uh, and then we're going to talk about a couple of them that have really made headlines over the past week or so. So here's the list that I'm going to start with. Matt Riddle, Joey Ryan, Will Ospreay, Jimmy Havoc, Dave Lagana, Vice President of NWA, Dave Christ, Congo Kong, Trent Seven, Jack Gallagher, Jim Cornette, Velveteen Dream, David Starr, who was the who was the person to really ignite this entire movement in the pro wrestling world. It all started with David Starr from the independent scene. Uh, the Knight family, Soraya Knight, that is Paige's mother, father, and the family uh, are, are all, all have accusations against them. Marty Skrull, Sammy Guevara, Teddy Hart, Dan Moff, Mike Elgin, Austin Aries, Wolfgang, Joe Coffey, Jordan Devlin, Legaro, Travis Banks, AEW announcer Justin Roberts, and MLW announcer Mark Haggerty. So it's uh, that's quite the list already as it is. Yeah, um, and that now, was the abbreviated list too. That's the abbreviated list. So let's talk about a few of these. Uh, let's start off first with Matt Riddle. Yeah. I'm going to start off with him because Matt Riddle does have a positive outcome. So there were accusations by another independent star female by the name of Candy Cartwright um, who, who posted these text messages, uh, a, a supposed text message or message from Matt Riddle to her saying that he can't wait to see her tonight. And it was a selfie picture of him fully clothed, you know, uh, in a mirror. And then there was another text from Matt Riddle's wife asking Candy to please send her, Matt Riddle's wife, screenshots of the messages she has from Matt Riddle. Now, in the screenshots that I've seen, um, the Matt Riddle text looks like it may have been photoshopped. It was hard to see if it was actual text or an email or whatever it was. But very soon – oh, and by the way, this these accusations came out on Friday, the day of Matt Riddle's uh, SmackDown debut. So timing was, uh, was everything with this one. But very quickly, uh, Matt Riddle, the Riddle family's attorney posted a statement saying that Candy Cartwright has been a problem with the family for years and has been a, a stalker uh, of the family and has been spoken to by law enforcement in the past uh, because of what she has done. Now, there is uh, potential rumors that there may have been an affair between Matt Riddle and Candy Cartwright at some point. There was another email or DM from another uh, unnamed independent wrestler to Candy Cartwright saying, hey, Matt told me this story about having sex with you in a parking lot. Is that true? And then there was a whole screenshot of a conversation between Candy and this unnamed wrestler. Um, so really unfortunate that this had to happen at this time for Matt Riddle. We just talked about his, his amazing debut. Uh, WWE has had has made no statement about him in particular. Interesting to see if anything else has come of this since the accusations first hit and if Matt Riddle is going to be on SmackDown this week. Yeah. <clears throat> we will yeah. uh we'll find out we'll find out soon enough. Um it could be one of those situations too. We 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 beg everybody to pay attention to those <laughs> who who have asked for help or or brought light to this situation. But I think it's also a time um, 
Not necessarily to wait until everything is 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 closed and shut down. Uh, I like AE. I'm sorry, WWE's policy of um, if criminal charges are filed, you're immediately under suspension right. until they figure out what's going on. This could be a situation where if we don't see Matt Riddle this week, I don't think it's a condemnation uh, of the situation. It could be a cautious wait and see. Um, right. You know, I, I don't I don't want to downplay anybody's situation at all. I don't want to upplay anybody's situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that the the judgments that have been passed and the things that have been brought to light need to need to be brought to light and need to be passed. Um, but we also need to find out, you know, systemically uh, where this starts, how it should end, and who is and who is not guilty of the things that have come to light. Uh, right, and it's not just that; it's how do how do they, the people who work in the pro wrestling industry maintain a safe working environment yeah that's that's kind of what i meant but yeah in the future moving forward you know absolutely there need to be checks and balances yeah um i one one complaint from somebody is one complaint too many right however with the amount of complaints that are coming out uh, complaints a bad word i'm i'm really tiptoeing around this i i want to be as sensitive as possible to the situation so please forgive me if my my language doesn't really hit the nail on the head uh, it's an uncomfortable situation for me as well. I'm I'm fortunate to not be in the middle of this, but uh, I definitely feel for those who are. Um, I know we said we weren't going to do that. I'm sorry, Johnny, but um, yeah, but, fine, but, but yeah, um, a, a a a better system needs to be put in place mm-hmm. to keep these things from happening. Uh, the yeah. the amount of volume that has come out over the last week has gone from trickle trickle to just the floodgates being opened and. Um, you know, if, if it was, if it was a handful, there, there could be some bandwagoners who want some attention. But I think with this amount of people speaking out, no matter what, it's true to some effect at some point that there is a problem and it needs to be rectified. Right now in the past, we'll hear about one person here, then maybe a year later, another person here, a few months later, one person here, but now we're getting like 40 plus people in the span of a week. Yeah. So yeah. this movement has really made headways. And I said at the beginning of this, it's very eye-opening, eye-opening for everyone, yeah. all parties involved, people from the outside looking in. It's very eye-opening. And I hope that, you know, like you said, a, some kind of solution is put into place to prevent this from happening in the, in the future. Yeah. Uh, but going back to what you said, WWE's statement was WWE has zero tolerance for matters involving domestic violence, child abuse, and sexual assault. Upon arrest for such misconduct, a WWE talent will be immediately suspended. Upon conviction for such misconduct, a WWE talent will be immediately terminated. WWE's ability to fine, suspend, or terminate a WWE talent will not be, however, limited or compromised in any manner in the event incontrovertible evidence of such illegal misconduct is presented to WWE. So that was the statement sent out from WWE offices. Um, I think WWE handled this the best with their blanket statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like AEW is, is handling it one at a time, um, right. which, which I understand because it's, I somewhat feel like it's easier to send out a blanket statement like that. Mm-hmm. I just like their definitiveness. If you are arrested, you are suspended. We will wait for the facts, but you will not be representing us. Mm -hmm. If the facts then come back for you, you're reinstated, life moves on. 
if the facts come back against you, no questions asked, you're immediately terminated. Exactly. I, I think I think WWE has now now I'm not a victim of this. I don't want to speak for victims, anything like that. But I feel like right off the bat, WWE stepped up, put out a great blanket statement, and to what we've seen so far, has upheld that. Those those where there have been arrests made have been put on suspension. And I'm talking about in the past as well. They have backed up what they've said. Um, you know, those accusations that are made, they might tiptoe around until an arrest happens. Uh, those convictions, you are just, you're a goner. You're not even, you're not even part of memory. You're off the network. Right. Now, you know, let's stay on the topic of WWE. Uh, we actually heard this whole, we heard about the start of the speaking out movement when we found out about the, re, excuse me, about the release of uh, 205 Live and NXT UK star, gentleman Jack Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't, now, gentleman Jack Gallagher's uh, was something that happened on a New Year's Eve, I, I don't know, I think it was 2014, where he made a girl feel uncomfortable by sitting on her lap, and then she, uh, pushed him off, got up, he grabbed her skirt, ripped her skirt off, and she ran out and left the party. Yeah. So that was the extent of it. That was the that was the story that was told. Uh, from what I understand, Gallagher did put out a statement on his own saying that he denied all allegations, but he was very quickly released. Yeah. Um, I don't know what kind of legal actions have been taken on Jack Gallagher himself since then. But him and Matt Riddle's accusations both came out within the same 24 hours. And I think Matt Riddle's attorney just kind of got to the statement sooner. Uh, so that was the story with Jack Gallagher. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about Gallagher in the past. Very good talent. I mean. Yeah, I was, I was, I was definitely a fan. I, I liked him. Yeah. I liked him when he was on the main roster. I, I dug the umbrella gimmick. I, mm-hmm. I liked the, the crazy stripes and, you know, the, the headstand in the corner was, was cool. Yeah. And then this comes out and it just all goes away. Yeah. You know, uh, so that's Gallagher. Again, I don't want to wish anyone the best in their future endeavors because if they are guilty, then I don't want to <laughs> wish them well for anything. So At we're going to yeah. skip that. Uh, let's go on to Impact Wrestling star Joey Ryan. Everyone knows Joey Ryan as the famous <laughs> dick, dick wrestler from the independent scene. Um, it's it's amazing Ryan, that a guy that skates that line wouldn't tiptoe mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, right. Joey Ryan has had quite the uh, the list of accusations against him uh, mm-hmm. from anonymous uh, anonymous women uh, uh, in regards to misconduct, abuse, and rape. And then, unfortunately, people tried to bring Candice LeRae into it, saying that Candice LeRae uh, knew about this and condoned to Joey Ryan's actions. And Candice LeRae very quickly went to her Twitter and made a statement herself saying she did not know any of this and how disgusted she is at Joey Ryan because the two of them were known as the uh, world's cutest tag team on the independent scene. I was a big fan of that, yeah. Yeah. Those two traveled together for a very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, But Candice LeRae is is completely appalled and disgusted at what has happened with Joey Ryan. Now, with Joey Ryan, his personal statements – actually, I'm trying to remember now if he actually had any of his own statements. He didn't really have too much of a statement. He just deleted all of his social media. Yeah. He kind of went ghost. Yeah, the Candice LeRae statement was was bold and to the point and damning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Joe, Joey never had a chance. I'm not no. saying he should have had a chance, but he never really said it. He just kind of deleted his social media. Uh, but Impact Wrestling took very, very swift uh, actions and have released Joey Ryan of his contract. And along mm-hmm. with that, 
uh, bar wrestling, another independent scene that I think was run by Joey Ryan. Or that was that was his promotion. That was his promotion. Also yep. shut their doors as well. Yep. And anyone, any promotions that were partnering up with bar wrestling have already put statements out that they are no longer affiliated with bar wrestling or Joey Ryan. Mm-hmm. So it's safe to say that Joey Ryan's career is probably over at this point. Now his accusations also come from young teenage, uh, young teenage girls, you know, 16 years and up. So that that's where it, it gets disgusting. But again, trying to keep opinions out of it. Let's move on. Uh, Will Ospreay from new Japan. Yeah, that was, uh, that was news to me. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, that, that one's uh, it, it's not so much sexual harassment or anything like that, but there was a, I don't have the name of this independent star. There was another star on the independent scene who dated one of his friends and they had a bad breakup. So when this girl tried to get booked with a specific promotion, Will Ospreay would go to the promotion and say, hey, don't book her. So he was kind of blackballing her from actually getting work and moving up in her career. So in a way, it kind of uh, held her back. So she spoke up about that and uh, the promotion... The said promotion came out with the statement saying that, yes, we did block you from working here because of what Will Ospreay told us to. So I don't know what's going to happen with Will Ospreay at that point, you know, um, but that's the accusations that were put towards him. Now we have uh, Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc has... um, he was reached out by an ex-girlfriend of his, and I believe by one anonymous person to do for sexual harassment and rape as well. He was the first one from AEW to have an accusation, and AEW put a statement out that they're going to, like you said, they're kind of taking this on a, on a situational basis. Mm-hmm. And AEW put out a statement uh, saying, uh, let me see if I have it right here. <clears throat> here, well. He has I, I, I can blanket it if you don't have it. Oh, you have the, okay. Yeah, I have, sure have it right here. So he has been accused of mental and emotional abuse by an ex-girlfriend, as well as rape by an anonymous woman. Uh, AEW statement states uh, that Havoc has entered a rehabilitation facility to overcome the mental health and substance abuse challenges in his life. So I guess that's what it was in short. That's not the whole statement. Uh, it further noted that his status with the company will be addressed once he finishes his treatment. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Havoc too, great young and up and coming star. But if he had some demons in the past that that um, ultimately caused him to do these things, then he's going to eventually get what he deserves. But hey, you know, let's hope that the treatment does help the people that need it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. On 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 both sides of the fence here, there there are people that need help. And uh, the the first thing is, um, I'm sure for everybody that spoke up, there's ten people that didn't. Um, mm-hmm. No, you're not alone. Right. Um, you don't need to be assaulted mentally, emotionally, or physically by, by somebody famous uh, for anyone to believe you. Mm-hmm. If, if you're listening to this and you've gone through any of these, speak to anybody. If it's hard to talk to a parent, talk to a friend. It, it, talk to an old teacher. Talk to a pastor. Talk to a cop. Talk to anybody. You're not in this alone. Um, if you have done these things in the past, get yourself some help. You know, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not okay. It's not okay. But, but in the past, we have to you yeah. find out how you're going to help yourself and how we could stop this from happening again in the future. Yeah. Yeah. You know? there but you. Yeah. But, and, and, and there are some current wrestling stars now that are speaking up too. male yeah. stars. Uh, TJP from impact wrestling mm-hmm. has come up saying that when he was young, a young teenager in pro wrestling industry, he was being sexually harassed and raped by older female wrestlers. 
Keith Lee put out a statement uh, within the past day or so saying that he was uh, he was out at a bar and uh, was slipped something in his drink and ended up waking up the next day, but naked in, in a hotel. You know, he uh, met, met this female that he was just talking to at the bar. He was he was uh, I believe he said in the statement he was not single at the time. So, yeah, I believe he was dating Mia Yim already. This was only a few years ago, 2017, he said. Yeah. And he uh, he eventually got drugged and was raped. Yeah. So, you know, people are coming out. This platform of spe- the speaking out movement is a platform for you to have your voices heard. And if, you know, doing it uh, on the Twitter machine is how it's going to help you, then please take the time to sit down and put something together and write it. Yeah, it people, we, we will know. listen. We will yeah. listen to you. We will sit down. We will believe you. Yep. Uh, let's move on to someone else on the list. Dave Lagana, vice president of NWA, which was a huge hit to the NWA organization because huge. They the were producing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the accusations came out and Lagana didn't waste any time and he stepped down from his position. Mm-hmm. So due to that, NWA halted all progress on any uh, producing any more content. And, and they were doing they were doing a lot. They were doing Carnyland. They were doing uh, a show for Nick Aldis. They were doing an Eli Drake show. They were yeah. doing Girl Power. They were doing probably seven or eight different programs. They they were making the most of their not being able to wrestle time. And and yeah, NWA is, right. has halted production on everything while this is happening. Yeah, they need to uh, restructure their executive office before they can uh, go back into business. But I will say with Dave Lagana also has a positive outcome because even though Dave Lagana stepped down, he said no, he did not want to bring NWA and the people that are involved in it down with him. That's why he stepped away to separate himself from the organization. His story was another young female talent, Liz Savage, put accusations out that you know he would uh, fondle her in bags. They shared a bed together when they were on the road. And even though she said no, he would keep he would keep uh, pushing at it. But Dave Lagana's statement is probably the most foolproof statement given by anybody because he literally wrote paragraph after paragraph with timelines and dates and and timestamps of his friendship relationship with Liz Savage, um, and his obviously denying all all accusations. So. What this means for Dave at this point, will he get back into wrestling? I don't know. Don't know what's going to happen to it on the legal end of it. But mm-hmm. his his statement negated any any kind of accusations from Liz Savage. Uh, moving on uh, to where this all began, David Starr yep. from the independent scene. I know the name. Don't know much about him personally as a wrestler. All I know is that I saw the video that he had put out. He was in a video with him. Another independent wrestler named Grizz, and uh, I don't know the name, but and one of the NXT UK referees. Uh, so obviously they're all from the UK. Mm-hmm. There was a young uh, teenage fan, I believe, was uh, thir- thirteen or maybe fifteen years old. Was uh, I don't know. Let's say it was Snapchat or whatever it was, messaging David Starr. Uh, David Starr messaged her back, asking her for sexual favors, and then there was a video from them in a hotel room with him, the NXT UK ref, and Grizz, all asking for different favors. And, hey, do you have any friends that would give me a beach and do this and this in the ring? It was pretty disgusting. I, I'm sorry to get detailed on it, but that's what happened. Uh, it, it was disgusting, and that's where this whole movement really kicked off over the past week was with his video surfacing um, uh, and all the power to the young, the young lady who – 
who posted the video and spoke up and really yeah. started this movement going, I feel so sorry for her and what she had to go through. No one should ever have to go through that, you know? Uh, and fuck you, David Starr for, uh, for being an asshole. That's my, that's my opinion. I'm going to, I'm going to keep that on this episode, by the way. Anyway, let's move on to Marty Skrull. Uh, Marty Skrull just came out recently the past 48 hours. Now, in the UK, I, I want to put this out there because this is a lot of their defenses, is in the UK, the legal age of consent is 16 years old. So there was a 16-year-old uh, female. Uh, don't believe she was a wrestler. believe she was just a fan. Uh, there was a hotel room. Um, Marty Skrull was there, tried to get into her room. Couldn't get into the room because she had a roommate. So he had his way with her in the hallway of a hotel. He put out a statement. His statement never negated any of the accusations. He just felt that it was consensual and uh, not an issue. That's kind of where that ended. I don't know what's going to happen to Marty Skrull or, or his future in Ring of Honor or wrestling itself. Yeah. But uh, at, the, at the time of the accusation, he was in his late mid to late 20s. The young lady was 16 years old. Legal or not, in any country, it's still wrong, and you should probably take a step back and look at what you're doing. Uh, so that's the story of Marty Skrull. Uh, let's go to Sammy Guevara from AEW. Sammy Guevara had a very different situation. Uh, he was on a podcast from two th- back in 2016. Yeah, yeah. And he made uh, and the, the audio from that podcast resurfaced due to the speaking out movement, where he used uh, very vulgar terminology when he was when he was. Uh, trying to describe, I guess, how attractive he thought Sasha Banks was when mm-hmm. he first met her at a WWE uh, training session at the Performance Center, where he used the word, I would, he, he used the statement, I would rape that woman. If you want to tell someone they look good, they're attractive, there's a lot, there's better words than rape to use in a statement like that. Yeah. Now, I, I do have to put it out there, though, to both Sammy and Sasha. They both handled it very professionally. Mm-hmm. They spoke about it, put out statements. Sasha's Sasha, statement was fantastic. Fantastic. It's, it's not okay. It's not right. But but here are the steps. Yeah, she she. Uh, yeah, she uh, uh, she's she's a, a better woman for putting that out. Absolutely. Uh, Guevara did put out a statement uh, on his own. I've made stupid, inappropriate, and extremely offensive comments in my past. In my idiotic mind, I thought I was being funny and using words and terms that represent nothing but horror and pain. Uh, Banks noted in in her, um, I'm sorry, once the when, when after her, sorry, after her and Sammy spoke about the audio mm-hmm. that surfaced, uh, words like the comments he made, jokingly or not, have no place in our society. I don't condone or tolerate this kind of behavior. So uh, Sammy is another one of those instances with AEW where they're taking on a case-by-case basis. They're sending him to some uh, treatments. Yeah, sensitivity counseling. counseling. Yep. Now, I don't know uh, how similar his is going to be to compared to Jimmy Havoc's, but I do know they did mention with Sammy's suspension mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep that his pay he's going to be suspended without pay and his pay is going to be donated to a women's club or women's charity. I don't recall. I have that information yep. in front of me. Yep. The, uh, oh, Jack- actually, no, here it is. It's Jacksonville the center of Jacksonville. Yep. yep. That's what it was. Uh, so his salary salary will be donated to the women's center of Jacksonville. I, uh, I think, I think that should be a sports wide 
scenario, not just wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, um, look at the salaries of some of these professional athletes. Can, mm-hmm. can you imagine what a women's center could do in a major metropolitan area with even right. just one game check from an NFL star or now, now these are horrible situations where this is happening. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to shed good light on this, but right. um, I don't want to say that AEW is making good out of bad. I just think that if Sammy hadn't been suspended, AEW would be spending that money anyway. Sammy's been suspended. They've already got that money budgeted, and now it's going towards something that's going to help people. Right. And, and that, that's been the, uh, the, the MO of AEW. They, they want to make yep. sure they're reaching out to a much uh, a wider demographic you know, and let them know, hey, AEW is here for everyone, you know. Yeah, they've, they've got pride shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're superstars almost across the board. Superstars. Man, I'm brainwashed. The, the, the pro wrestlers in AEW, almost yeah. across the board, the, the, the top shelf guys uh, and, and ladies. I'm, I'm using guys as a generality. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've got pride shirts. Um, their wrestlers are allowed to, to wear the hashtag BLM stuff mm-hmm. uh, on television, on yep. the YouTube show. Um, you know, not not to not to not to try to trumpet how great they're doing with these horrible situations, but at least they're not tucking their tail between their legs. Um, I, I think I think we'll see Sammy again. I think um, so. You know, his his was verbal, which there's no room for. There's no right. there's no excuse. You, you can't say, well, this guy touched her and this guy didn't. This guy's OK. Mm-hmm. You can't say that there's there's no room for any of that. But. Being being that it was a hopefully a one time situation, uh, a non physical confrontation, and and a kind of thing where you know what man I, I've definitely I, I've been I've been known I, I've made inappropriate jokes in my my life before you know I've had a little of the liquid courage in me and said something stupid to a buddy I, I think we all have um, you know Sammy's dumb enough to do it on tape Sammy's dumb enough to probably feel that way as opposed to just making a joke which means right. in his brain there's, there's something wrong. So I'm glad he's getting the counseling. But uh, uh, for, for the things that we've rattled off, at, at least he's not – I don't know if it was brought to her attention prior or not. I don't know if she ever knew about it. But, but uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling. We can, yeah. we can move. I'm sorry. I just uh, – No, it's this, is, this, is, this is a tough day. This it, is a tough it, day. It, it's a tough topic to, to discuss because, yeah. again, we don't want to give our opinions yet no. because – no. Only only opinion I'm going to put out there is it's not even an opinion. Guilty <laughs> until uh, innocent until proven guilty. These are accusations until there are, like WWE said, evidence proving it, and uh, the law gets involved and arrest made. Yeah. I, I don't want to side with anybody. I want to I want to have my ears open, my ears and eyes open, and listen to everyone that is speaking out because I'm on their side. God, yeah. I don't want that to happen to yeah. anybody else. Damn straight again. Yeah, no, guilt, so. guilt, innocent until proven guilty doesn't mean that you get to go around and live your life as if nothing had happened. Nothing ever, right. Be, because those people who are found to be innocent have gone through some shit, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for those people who are guilty, the things they've put others through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, l- l- let's wrap this up. I want to yeah. talk about two more wrestlers real quick, uh, Legero and Travis Banks, who are both of NXT UK fame and also from Progress. Uh, that's they uh, were, they those were, were the names that those were the names that brought my attention to this those were to this right yeah that's 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 when the story broke on 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 my news feed were, were those two yeah they uh progress wasted no time of releasing the two of them from their contracts 
uh, stripping them of the titles and everything. Now, the story with Liguero is a couple different uh, females came uh, came forward uh, saying that he uh, he was giving them unwanted remarks. What the extent of those unwanted remarks were, I don't know. I have not seen reports on what those were. Mm-hmm. He denied allegations, but then as more accusations came out, uh, he said, I didn't realize those were so unwanted. I do apologize for it. So what's going to happen with him on the WWE side or NXT UK side? I'm not sure yet. Travis Banks mentally abused another female so that is well-known, Millie McKenzie, who was uh, yeah. tag partners with Pete Dunne for a while, a few years back. They were the, um, oh, what the hell? What's their tag team name? You know, I can't remember the tag team name, but Millie is a fantastic star. We've seen her uh, in NXT UK as well, but it looks like the two of them had a relationship years ago. Uh, she is much younger than Travis Banks. They did have a relationship, but it was a mentally uh, a, a mentally and emotionally abusive relationship between the two. And uh, there was screenshots of text messages from Travis Banks when Travis Banks essentially stalked her, found her hotel and waited outside her room for hours, texting her, let me in, let me in, let me in, and wouldn't say, take no for an answer. Travis Banks put out a statement apologizing for it. Again, don't know what's going to happen now with him and Liguero in terms of their stance in NXT UK, since they were already both released from progress. You have to assume they're not going to be back, but we'll have to wait and see what happens with them. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to assume that in a big way. And, and, um, you know, the WWE blanket, I know it's UK, but NXT UK is still WWE. Uh, right. They're, they're going to they're gonna strike fast and they're going to strike hard. You know, WWE, yeah. WWE cannot put out a statement that they've put out and then backpedal. It's not one of those situations where any one of their superstars is greater than the whole. Uh, I feel, especially now that, you know, uh, not, not to say he's above any of this. No one is above any of this. But I feel now that John Cena is you know, either gone altogether or just a part-time or same with the undertaker. Um, <clears throat> there's no such thing as a superstar that's bigger than the company anymore. You know, it used to be that that companies went the way of a Hulk Hogan or mm-hmm. a rock or a, a, a stone cold or, or whoever their top guy was. Uh, wrestling is different now. You know, uh, uh, the, the, the top, top guy in WWE isn't the guy that's selling out the building and the undercard is thankful to him for getting them a payday. Uh, it's a company, it's a corporation, and it's publicly owned right now. So I think, I think that little bit of water between us and the UK is not going to be enough to save anybody who has any accusations, criminal charges, or convictions come across. Agreed. Uh, all in all, though, this whole hashtag speaking out movement has really empowered uh, a lot of men and women. It's a great stand thing. Up, yeah, to stand up and say that they're sick and tired of making excuses yep. and hiding behind the abuse that they've all received. So that uh, more power to them. Uh, I'm proud of those people, you know, uh, for what it's worth for speaking up every and day saying, and saying what is said. I hope, I hope uh, the guilty are are persecuted in the way they they deserve to be, and I hope that to, we could to the fullest extent. Yeah, and I, I hope, hope that, I hope nobody gets superstar treatment here. If you're guilty right. of these situations, all right, sorry, we're leaving. No, yeah, you get penalized to the fullest extent, and I just hope that this really helps to teach people how to make the world a better place. Considering what we've been living through the past few months with the pandemic and the black lives matter movement. And there's been so much happening. This is just more to add on to this ridiculous year of 2020. Um, You know, if you listen to this show, we are here to help you guys have an escape to what's going on in the real world, but 
sometimes sometimes what's happening in the real world is just too important not for us to discuss. Yeah, this is this is too big a deal for us to yeah. gloss over. Yeah, what, what Maddie and I are wrestling fans, just like everyone else that's listening to this show. But we couldn't, we'd be remiss to not speak about the big, the, the, the big issue, the big elephant in the room right now. What's happening in the industry that we all grew up loving and and, and looking up to. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we're kind of in a waiting pattern now because, unfortunately, even probably today, there are more yeah, accusations coming out. Think things are coming down the pipeline. <laughs> it, it's, it seems almost by the hour, yeah. and and. And that's good. I hope they continue to. I hope that mm-hmm. anybody who feels guilty or ashamed or, God forbid, scared, right, uh, sees the amount. You're not alone. You're not yeah. alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. Don't, don't stop speaking up. We're not going to be tired of reporting this. If if you guys keep talking, we will keep making sure that your voices are heard. Even every more. voice and matters. We're use this platform to make sure everyone hears your stories. Yep. So. Uh, with that being said, I'm sorry we had to end off on that on a somber note, but uh, you know, thank you for listening to episode 11 of Nothing to Wrestle with myself and Maddie G. Uh, I'm not going to bother doing our plugs. Let's just end it off on that. Stay tuned to the network for our bonus episode with Wade as we discuss women's wrestling and the current state of the women's wrestling in women's <laughs> the current state of women's wrestling in wrestling. Wow. Yeah, try that again. We're we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna focus on and and this was something that we had in the pipes before before all this came to light. This is something we were gonna do anyway. Um, it just timing happens to work out. But yeah, we'll we'll be discussing the state of women in the world of wrestling. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> You're welcome, Jay. <laughs> I said hi to RVD and Matt Riddle earlier, so you know. <laughs> Yeah, Steph, uh, I, have a, I have a client meeting at 545. So. Gotcha, right on. <laughs> All right, so on that note, fam, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you guys next week. Take care. Take care of each other. We out. Thank you.